Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 for Faith FM Network right across Australia. This is The Breakfast Show. It is time for our Encounter with God Bible study with Lyle and Mon. But before we do, we have a quiz that Mon said was easy because it was a what number am I? And there were only a certain <laughs> number of numbers in existence. <laughs> well, I debate that because I say that there are a lot of different numbers in existence. And this is possibly the hardest quiz that there is. There's a uh, there's a there's there's a, a limited number amount of numbers mentioned in the Bible. That's what I meant. Not in existence entirely. There's like infin- all the way to infinity. Do you know? Do you know what's bigger than a trillion? Uh, a Godzilla zillion. I don't know. No, it should be obvious. <laughs> trillion is try. Uh huh. So the next one is quadrillion. Quadrillion. Aye. Yeah. Quintillion. Sextillion. Septillion. Octillion. Nonillion. That's an interesting one. Can you imagine, like um, decillion, undecillion, and it goes all the way up and 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 up. This is some interesting ones. There are quattro, quattro or decillion. That was an interesting one. A novemdecillion. What on earth? Um, a virgintil, a virgintilian, <laughs> virgintilian. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, ten to the power of one hundred and twenty. And the biggest one I've got here is called the centillion, ten to the power of five hundred. 10 to the power of 500, centillion. Centillion, there you wow. go. Do you remember, you know, when I was a kid, you know. I'm going to become a centillion one day. Yeah, <laughs> you are, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I remember like, you know, the first time I heard the word trillion, uh, trillionaire, because you know you have millionaires and then you have trillionaires. No, sorry, you, know, you have millionaires and then you have billionaires. I'm wondering how long it'll take before we get to trillionaires and then to centillionaires. And Well, well the highest ever um, numerical value banknote ever printed um, for one note was a one sextillion pingo um, in Hungary in 1946 as a result of um, hyperinflation. Whoa. Now, Zimbabwe printed a 100 trillion Zimbabwean dollar note uh, trillion. in 2009. What, what's that actually worth though? About $30 US. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> These currencies are so funny. Interesting. Anyway, so... This easy, easy quiz that you have because yeah. there are only a set number of numbers in existence. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so what number of my quiz? We're up to clue number three. Lyle, I think you're about to figure out the answer. The Feast of Tabernacles was celebrated for this many days. Oh, I knew, I knew the answer on the last on the last quiz. No, you didn't. On the last clue. You, well, you, Oh, yes. was it the last one that you posted on online? Instagram, yeah, yes. You so. Instagrammed I could hear you Instagramming it. I was watching you yeah, Instagram yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, that's easy. I know the answer to that who, one. Who knows? Yeah. Who doesn't know the answer to that? Okay, so if you know how many days the Feast of Tabernacles was celebrated for, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. So is that clue three or clue four? That is clue three, but however, oh. on Instagram, we are up to clue five. So oh, yeah. get the jump, go on Insta, check us out, Faith FM Live. Give us a call if you know the answer, we'll send you the prize. Only one prize now because Lyle has figured out the answer, but still a prize. There you go. Okay, so in the Bible, there are two kinds of messianic prophecies in the Old Testament. One that anticipates a kingly Messiah that would rule forever, and one that predicts that the Messiah would die for the sins of the people. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with these two prophecies? Do they contradict each other? I don't know. Do they? I, I, how, how do you have a Messiah who lives forever and a Messiah who dies now, you, let's think that you, you live before the time of Christ and you're studying these prophecies. What kind of a conclusion are you going to come to? 
You know, you think about mm, you think the about Bible the, is telling porcupines. You think about the Ethiopian eunuch who is traveling through the desert and he's reading the book of Isaiah about the Messiah who dies. Mm-hmm. But there are also prophecies in uh, the book of Isaiah about. Well, let's go to Isaiah chapter nine. Let, let's let, let's start there. Isaiah chapter nine, and. Obviously, this particular Ethiopian eunuch is studying the book of Isaiah, and he would have already studied this particular prophecy here. So Isaiah chapter 9, verse, uh, let me see, down here in verse 6 and 7, the Bible says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. In other words, God is going to make this. This is, this is going to happen. It is guaranteed. It is, you know, this is, a, this is a kingdom that will never, ever come to an end. It is everlasting. It does say it's not going to end. That's right. Clear. Yeah. And then you've got your Ethiopian eunuch, and he turns over to, uh, let me see here, um, Isaiah chapter fifty-three. Isaiah chapter fifty-three. Where is that gone? <coughs> and we'll go down to. Let's see here. Um, He's borne our sorrows and carried our griefs, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. This is, a, this, is a, this is not a prophecy about a triumphant conqueror. Mm-mm. This is a prophecy about a sacrificial lamb. So it's sacrifice, now underst- but it's supposed to live forever. Do you understand now why... When Philip came to the Ethiopian eunuch, and we're going to study about this in a, uh, in, a, in, a week or, in a week or so's time um, as we go through the book of Acts because we're starting a new study in the book of Acts. Um, but can you see why the Ethiopian eunuch is suddenly puzzled and confused when he gets to this prophecy after having read the last one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these, these two prophecies, it seems to be that they contradict each other. There's another one in the book of Daniel, and of course Daniel was a contemporary to um, uh, some of you know the, the other Old Testament prophets, such as Ezekiel and Jeremiah, who also prophesied about the Messiah. And if we go over to Daniel, uh, let me see here, Daniel chapter 9, and let's see what it says over here. In that very clear language, very, very clear in relationship to the Messiah, using the word Messiah. Uh, after 62 weeks, this is verse 26, Messiah will be cut off. What does it say in your translation there, Mon? After this period of 62 sets of seven, the anointed one will be killed. Killed? Mm. That, that's pretty yeah. blatant language right there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Bible is making it abundantly clear. And yet, if you go back to Daniel chapter 2, let's say that you are studying the book of Daniel, uh, before the time of Jesus, you go back to Daniel chapter two and verse forty-four. What does it say over here in verse forty-four? Daniel two forty-four says, "During the reigns of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed or conquered. It will crush all these kingdoms into nothingness, and it'll stand forever." Okay, so how long is forever? 
Well, I mean, we just read it's going to be killed, so the normal one would be killed, but then forever, so I don't know. So, I mean, we were just talking about a centillion a minute ago, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's 10 to the power of 600, which is a number that, you know, I don't think you'd ever be able to write that many zeros down. No, no. <laughs> it's a big number. <laughs> okay. And I said that one day I'm going to be a centillion, mm-hmm. by God's grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and here we've got, you know, God talking about, uh, setting up a kingdom that's going to last for a centillion years, and once it's reached a centillion years, it's only just begun. Mm-hmm. And yet, you've got a few pages on Messiah will be killed. Mm-hmm. How does this happen? Let's go to Daniel chapter 7 and let's compare what it says over here in Daniel chapter 7 about the Messiah once again. Daniel chapter 7 and we'll read verse, you got first verse 13 and 14 please. As my vision continued that night, I saw someone like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient one and was led into his presence. He was given authority, honor and sovereignty over all the nations of the world so that people of every race and nation and language would obey him. His rule is eternal. It will never end. His kingdom will never be destroyed. Okay, so who is this son of man? Is that Jesus? That's Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Who is the anointed one, the Messiah, in chapter 9? Also Jesus. Okay, so you've got a contrast here, don't you? Yeah, he's either being killed or living forever. There's sort of nothing in between, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, one or the other. <laughs> so so can you can you begin to imagine now why you've got this Ethiopian eunuch and he's, he's, he's riding in his chariot, he's studying the book of Isaiah, he is a devout person, there's every possibility that he studied other portions of the Bible as well and other mm-hmm. messianic prophecies. He's reading about the Messiah that will be the Messiah who is the sacrificial lamb who dies. Philip comes to him and says, do you understand what you're reading? And he's like, no, he has no idea what mm. he's reading. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so if we go over to Luke chapter 17, Luke chapter 17, and uh, let's start to unravel this whole mystery right here. And it must have been just an incredible experience for the disciples when Jesus was resurrected from the dead. And, you know, it begins at Moses and the prophets and expounded unto them, the Bible says, all the scriptures concerning himself. Mm. And they started to see these passages come together. Let's go to Luke 17. And uh, why don't you read for us there, Mon, verse 24 and 25. For as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other, so it will be on the day when the Son of Man comes. But first the Son of Man must suffer terribly and be rejected by this generation. So we have an instant timeline here. Sorry? We have a timeline now. Okay. So we have like... The Son of Man coming, but then before that in the timeline, he has to suffer terribly. Yes, indeed. Mm. Okay, so in just two verses right there, we've got the whole problem solved, don't we? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if anybody was questioning in their minds, what kind of a Messiah are we going to have? Are we going to have a a suffering, dying lamb or a powerful, ruling king? Jesus says, guess what? I'm both. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the disciples at this particular time, they liked what he said about being king. And, of course, you know, Peter comes along and, 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 and being the spokesman for the disciples is like, you know, that, that suffering dying bit, you know, Lord, be it far from you. Don't even talk about that kind of thing. That's never going to happen. Let's Don't even go there. And, of course, uh, Jesus turns around to, to Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Because um, he knows he has to go through that. That's right. Mm-hmm. And of course, Peter was. Uh, Peter was was. It, it would have been very unimaginably hard for Jesus to live with the knowledge that he was going to give his life on the cross for humanity mm-hmm. as a human being. Mm-hmm. And Peter is saying, "Don't even think about it." And that really was a temptation. Satan was speaking through Peter. Yeah. And saying, you know, Satan was was saying to Jesus, "Don't even think about dying. Don't, don't just, you know, nobody wants to die. You don't have to think about that. Just there, there's another way." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, Satan had come to Jesus and said, "In the past, you know, there's another way. Oh, you've come to redeem this world. I'll give it to you for free. Mm. The whole world. Mm. You don't need to die. There's a much easier way." And those words would have been incredibly comforting to Jesus, except for there was an iron fist in that velvet glove when he says, "Just, just." Just, just worship me. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, that's all you have to do. Just, just worship me and I'll give you the lot for free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you know, Jesus turns around and says, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And that would have been just for a human being. I don't know how you withstand temptation like that. Yeah. You know. Only through Christ. You've got two options. Mm-hmm. Misery, suffering and death or the entire world. And the reason that you're going to experience misery, suffering and death is so you can get the entire world. And Satan says, I just give it to you for free. There's no need. Mm. Anyway, so we've got in this one passage here, we've got both aspects of the Messiah being explained. Okay, so did the disciples understand it? I don't think they did. No. No, no. Um, Along with the other Jewish people, the only prophecies that they ever read were the prophecies about the conquering king. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they were looking for a Messiah who was going to get rid of the Romans and establish the next uh, Jewish empire that would rule over the entire planet. All right, so um, <coughs> you've got the disciples here, and, and of course that's what, what they're looking for and they're expecting. Let's go over to chapter 24, verse 25 and 26 now. Of the book of Luke. Of the book of Luke. Luke twenty four, twenty five, and twenty six. Wait, is this verse or chapter? This is chapter twenty four. Uh huh. Verse twenty five. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Verse twenty six. I thought you meant like all three chapters. Hey, a lot yeah, of reading. No, yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Good chapters. Let's read them all. Why not? <laughs> okay, Luke chapter twenty four, verses twenty five and twenty six says, "Then Jesus said to them, you foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory?" Ah, what do, what kind of language does Jesus use towards the disciples here? Well, he's speaking quite strongly, but he is definitely reaffirming um, the timeline, mm-hmm. saying you know before and after and that kind of thing. So you know, because we think about what the what the messianic prophecy said, um, you know, that he's going to live forever and that he's going to be killed, and we sort of tend to think of those as end games, but they're not end games; they're like one after the other kind of a thing. How would you feel if Jesus turned up and called you a fool? I'd be pretty um, embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm a fool anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. I, I think I think that um, you know I don't I don't like being called a fool. Mm-hmm. But I think that if Jesus called me a fool, I could handle that. Yeah, because it's like yeah, compared to Jesus, I actually yeah, am. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, compared to anyone else, no. Uh-huh. But compared to Jesus, 
Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, oh, you fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have said. Ought not Messiah have gone through these things? But what if he called you a viper, <laughs> a brood of vipers? Yeah, that'd be tough to take. Yeah, that would be. Um, and Jesus did say some very, very strong things on occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes strong language is necessary. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we use strong language here. On Faith FM, mm-hmm. you know, particularly during the news segment when there are things being done that are absolutely wrong mm-hmm. and people need to be held to account. We will hold people to account. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because, you know, that's that's what Jesus did and that's what um, and that's what we need to do as well. Okay, so we have uh, these foolish disciples, slow of heart to believe all that the prophet said and slow of heart to believe, of course, all that Jesus said. You know, it, it, it's interesting um, think about this. When Jesus died, mm-hmm. on that day that he died, how many people actually got it? I can't think of any. No, there was two. Two? Two. Two. Yeah, two people who got it. They understood what was happening. Was one of them Jesus? <laughs> no. Two people plus Jesus. Uh, thinking, 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 thinking. Mary Magdalene? Uh, no. No. No, because she couldn't. she was weeping at the tomb. Moses and Elijah? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, now you're cheating. Okay, here comes the first one. Yeah. The thief. Oh, of course. The thief got it. Of course. Nobody uh-huh. else got it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus has spoken to his disciples. He has explained the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. And the disciples totally didn't get it. You know, they've had it in black and white language. I'm going to die and raise the third day. How many times did Jesus tell them that? I don't remember. But, you know, read yeah. through the Gospels, maybe yeah. five or six times Jesus has said that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, the Gospels are an abbreviated account, so goodness knows how many times he actually really did say it. And they're shocked, discouraged. They can't understand what's going on. Their world has collapsed around them. And the thief suddenly, halfway through his execution, recognises that Jesus' execution is his salvation. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the only one at that particular point who gets it. So he's the first one on that day that gets it. And he latches on to the promise. He latches on and he says, Lord, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. Mm-hmm. And he knows, he knows Jesus is about to come in. Jesus is actually winning mm-hmm. at this particular mm-hmm. point. Who's the second person? Okay, the second person comes just after Jesus dies. Oh, isn't there a centurion who the was centurion, like, yeah, absolutely. surely this was the son of God. Yeah. Surely this man was the son okay, of God. Of course. I knew that. Why did I not do that? It's Monday. <laughs> and, and, and that one spins me out even more. You know, you can imagine the thief had probably many opportunities to spend time with Jesus. Obviously, obviously didn't spend too much time because of his criminal behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, there's every possibility that he had heard Jesus preach. Mm-hmm. There's probably less possibility that the centurion had heard Jesus preach, um, being a Roman, this is not his religion, this is not his country, uh, these are kind of the, the enemies of his people, but he recognises what has happened on that particular day and confesses Jesus Christ as Lord on that day. It's a powerful story it's when you think about it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, being like the, I guess at that point probably the only one still living because the thief had probably passed away. Oh no, the thief was probably still hanging there. yeah. Well, he just had his legs broken, so if he was still alive, then... Um, Not much longer to go. But yeah, that's incredible that only two... No, 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 no. No, the, the centurion makes it, that confession before the thief dies. You're right. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. But they're the only two. The only two who figured it out. 
Well. Yeah. No wonder the Ethiopian was confused. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> if the disciples couldn't figure it out, no wonder the Ethiopian couldn't figure it out. Indeed. All right, so um, we have messages, by the way, coming in through from the delayed broadcast. Oh, yeah? What I think saying? that's kind of funny. Uh, they're just enjoying the music. But, um, yeah, get with the show, guys. Listen to us live on faithfm.com.au or via the TuneIn app. So much better on the live show. We're going to listen to Melissa Rotto, It's All Right, back in just a moment. It's all right, here's by my side and here, take good care of me. side and he knows my every need he said oh you of little faith see the sparrows in the sky unencumbered by the cares of the world i feed thee even them clothe the lilies in the fields how much more to me are you worth than thee is I gave my son for you, it's alright I'm by your side and I'll take good care of you It's alright I'm on your side and I know all that you go through He said when you're at your lowest of lows I want you to know I think more of you than what you could yourself My love is deeper than the oceans Wider than the valleys Higher than the mountain tops I gave my son for you, it's alright I'm by your side and I'm Take good care of you It's alright I'm on your side And I know all that you go through Too good to be true You made me Then saved me Loved me unconditionally Father of mine How did you Give your son for me It's alright Here By my side And here To take good care of me It's alright Welcome back. You were listening to uh, Melissa Rotto with It's All Right here on Faith FM. 
We we don't have an answer for our quiz yet. I see you looking at the uh, at the clue list there, mm-hmm. Mon. Uh, we haven't had someone call in yet, but I have put up all the clues now on all our social media. Oh, okay, so this is a really easy one because the last clue is like super easy, ridiculously yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah, the last clue is crazy easy. Uh, but let me give you the next clue on the radio so that it is. Uh, what number am I? A Bible number, of course. And the clue is, during the time of Joseph, Egypt had this many years of plenty before having the same number of years of famine. Hmm. Years of plenty and years of famine. How many each? Give us a call. Yep. 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's a very famous number in the Bible. It is, a, it is a famous number. Probably the most famous number and in the Bible. And you'll probably see a lot of Christians using this number in like their emails and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or, and number plates. Yeah, let's talk. Let's stop talking. I'm so nervous that you and I got to give it away. <laughs> I collect number plates. Did you know? I do know that you collect number plates. Yeah, I just put that on air. It's just so I've got some listeners out there have a unique number plate sitting in their in their garage. Maybe they're going to make a donation. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're going to play like that, as everyone has a puppy they want to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, mine. You might be in trouble now. <laughs> Boxes of uh, puppies at your door. Oh, I'd be so happy. <laughs> and we allergic. need a studio mascot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you could make them non-shedding puppies, that'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> okay, let's go to Acts chapter one, and uh, we are going to begin our study of the book of Acts with that introduction about the Messiah mm. and the disciples' understanding of who the Messiah is. The book of Acts, of course, begins with a little bit of confusion in some ways. Oh. Well, you've got this situation where, I mean, you think about it, you place yourself in the disciples' shoes. Think of the experience of the crucifixion weekend. Mm-hmm. Jesus dies, everything you have lived for comes to an end. Mm-hmm. Jesus is resurrected, now you're super happy, but it's like, what is going on? Yeah. How did, what, 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 why did this happen? How is this, you know... We as Christians do not understand the level of confusion that the disciples would have had because for us, it's made sense for the last 2,000 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We recognize that there was, you know, there's no salvation outside of what took place on this particular weekend. But for the disciples at that time, they are just grappling with what has taken place, trying to get their heads around what has happened, trying to figure out, you know, from a from a from a religious perspective, from a theological perspective, uh, what is it that is you know? How does this even work? Mm. And of course, Jesus is explaining it to them. So yeah, the Book of Acts begins with a certain amount of confusion. Okay, yeah, because if they, you know, these these disciples had thrown in their lot, so to speak, with Jesus. Jesus had told them to come follow me, and they'd all just laid down, you know, whatever they were doing, fishermen or, or tax collecting, whatever it was. They all put everything aside to follow him, and now. He's died. They probably thought, what am I supposed to do with my life now? Yeah. Yeah. Verse 6. Chapter 1, verse 6, please. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Okay, so they're a little bit uh, confused, mm, aren't they? Clearly not understanding the okay, real so, so, so Jesus has come back to life and it's like, all right. Okay, so the triumphal entry that took place before Jesus is crucified, they're thinking, okay, the time's come. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to restore the nation of Israel. We're going to throw off the Romans. We're going to build an Israelite empire. Mm-hmm. Jesus dies. They're shattered. That's gone. That's over. They thought he was the Messiah. It's now like, what happened? Yeah. Jesus resurrected. And it's like, huh? Super exciting, but huh? Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, is now the time? It wasn't the time a couple of weeks ago. 
Is it now the time now that Jesus is resurrected? I would have been putting all my money that it was the time. I would have been like, well, he's just come back from the dead. He's got to be more powerful than ever. I've been like grabbing at that last straw. <laughs> Absolutely. So you can see that there's a there is definitely a level of confusion that the book of Acts begins with. Mm-mm. In fact, uh, if we back up a little bit, um, um, Luke, of course, is is writing the book of Acts, and uh, he says in verse three, "To who? Uh, well, this is you know the former treatise of I've made to you, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and preach until the day that he was taken up." After that, he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his death by many infallible proofs, being seen of them for forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So he's given this introduction how Jesus was there for forty days explaining everything about the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they would not should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, um, you have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus comes and, and he's saying, look, you know, wait here for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk a lot more about that subject as we go through the book of Acts. Um, and, and, and so as Jesus is explaining, look, wait here in Jerusalem. Don't go anywhere else. Stay right here. This is where it's all going to start. Wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they're thinking, okay, all right, yep, mm-hmm, baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then, and that's that's the context of this question that they're asking. Okay, is this the time that we're going to um, build the Israelite empire? Mm. Is this the time that we're going to destroy the Romans? You know, they're still keen to go out and destroy people, weren't they? Yeah, they're super, like, <laughs> trigger happy. <laughs> let's, let's, yeah, let's get this thing happening. Let's let's establish the kingdom of God. And, uh, and, and Jesus has a somewhat... A different message for them. What does he say in verse 7? He replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. Okay, so Mm. there you go. Mm. He doesn't tell them when, you know, the Israelite empire is to be uh, restored or to be built. And, of course, he is going to explain to them that this is is going to be a spiritual empire, um, spiritual empire. Um, Israel, which is going to be the new nation that is going to be established. Uh, but he's like, okay, God's not going to give you those times and seasons. But he has a different commission there for them, and that is to take the gospel uh, to the whole world. Okay, so if Jesus, decided, if Jesus' death represented a fatal blow to the disciples' hope, the resurrection revived it. Um, raising their political expectations perhaps to an unprecedented level. Mm. Okay, let's go back to Luke 24 again. If you could just flick back over for them there, please, Mon. Mm-hmm. And we're going to look at verse 25 in a little bit more detail. <clears throat> so Luke 24, verse 25, you could read that one for us. Then Jesus said to them, You foolish people, you find it so hard to believe that all the prophets, what all the prophets wrote in the Scriptures. All right, what was the real problem with the disciples here? Why is it? Easy to believe what we want to believe as opposed as opposed to what the Bible really teaches. I think they were really hung up on this idea that they were going to end up being quite powerful in the new kingdom. You know, Jesus said, you know, you, you'll you know have these positions. And they're trying to figure out who's going to be sitting at the right hand of Jesus in this new. They were thinking it was going to be like a, a, a worldly and earthly kingdom and they were going to be like powerful people in it. And that's what they wanted or hankering after. And I think that even when they realize the truth, it's hard to let go of what you want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do we have that same are we are we vulnerable to the same thing today? oh absolutely i can totally understand where they were coming from you know Mm. knowing the truth in the back of your mind but sort of not wanting to face it because you're emotionally stuck on something. I'll give you a great example. I've got a friend who uh, uh, very devoutly believes in the secret rapture. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, give me a Bible verse. Just one. Just one that says that Jesus will come secretly, silently and invisibly. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he hasn't been able to produce one because there's no such verse in the Bible. The secret rapture does not exist in the Bible. And uh, But he's like, no, but there's going to be a secret rapture so that we can all the righteous can be taken to heaven before the plagues fall. Oh, he wants to avoid that. You know, and so he's got this emotional attachment to, I, I want to avoid the plagues, therefore it has to be right somehow. Mm. You know, the disciples had this same emotional attachment. Oh, so much more to study in the book of Acts, but uh, we have to move on. This is Tammy Larson. I love to tell the story. We'll learn about, more about Acts tomorrow, though, so stay tuned. Tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and His glory, of the Savior and His love. I love to tell the story because I know tis true.
Is forgiveness, or the lack of forgiveness, eating away at you? A relationship breakdown, maybe. Long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au.
Welcome back, everybody. You were listening to um, Faith FM. That was the Forbes family with God Leads Us Along. And uh, we have come to the question of the day. But before we have the question of the day, has anyone answered that quiz yet? No, they haven't. Uh, but do you know what? I'm about to give you the easiest clue ever. You not ready? often we get this far through the quiz. It's true. Okay, the last clue is on the last day before overcoming Jericho, Israel marched around the city this many times. That's I think that's like one of my favorite kid stories out of the Bible. <laughs> How many times did the Israelites march around Jericho? I'm why sure you remember. Fa- why was this your favorite story? Oh, because when we learned about it in you know Sabbath school and Sunday school and that kind of thing, we got to march around the chairs. <laughs> <laughs> in the classroom, and it, and it just seemed—it just seemed like an, an incredible story that you could just march around a city and it would then fall down. Like I've been to Jericho. Oh, really? Yeah. Did the you ruin, march around the it? ruins of Jericho? I marched all over it. <laughs> all it's over a big it. pile of rubble now. Oh, it is. Yeah, How about absolutely. That? How about uh-huh. that? Yeah, it's one of the very few ancient, or well, one of the only ancient cities in the world where the walls fell out rather than in, ah. because the invading force obviously pushes the walls that's in. That's it, that's it. But Jericho, the walls fell out. Mm, sign of God's work. Yeah, and there's you know, extensive ash layers and so forth through there, which you, know, you, can, you, can, you can demonstrate you know, the different eras that mm-hmm. uh, Jericho existed. And, uh, and, and of course, you know, you've got an ash layer there where uh, this particular event took place. Give us a call if you know the answer. 1-800-FAITH-FM. 1-800-324-843. We'll send the prize if you get that number right. It's time for our cue of the D, Lyle. And this mm-hmm. morning we have the question, um, what is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit? Great question, actually. Yes, and once again, we uh, this question comes with a little bit of uh, Christianese. You know, Christian language, you yeah, know, because uh, we talk yeah. about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the average person on the streets like the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. What are you talking yeah. about right there? It sounds like gibberish. Um, okay, so very simply it means the Holy Spirit living within you. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me put it this way. As human beings, we are spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. And as spiritual beings, we have been created with the capacity to be inhabited. Mm-hmm. In other words, for a spirit to, you know, to inhabit us. And so we can either be filled with the Holy Spirit or we can be filled with a demonic spirit. Now, obviously, we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and not a demonic spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not talking about the human spirit here. We're not talking about, you know, know, good angels and those kinds of things. And so we're talking about the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the third member of the Godhead. Um, the third person of the Godhead. So you've got the Father, you've got the Son, and you've got the Holy Spirit. Those are your three three persons of the Godhead. And when we give our lives to God, when we make a full and entire surrender of God, a part of that is us making ourselves available because the Holy Spirit will never, ever force His way into your life. Mm-hmm. So a part of you giving your life to God is to make yourself available and say, yes, I will open the door of my being, of who I am, to allow this particular spirit to come and live inside of me. Mm, dwell in you, so indwelling. Yeah, dwell. Mm. Dwell is, uh, you know, a dwelling is a home, a house or whatever. And so indwelling means that the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you. And that's something we need to do every day. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, make the commitment. Uh, give your life to Jesus. Invite his Holy Spirit into your life. It will be transforming. 
If you have a question, you can always give us a call and ask the question of the day. We'll answer it for you live on air. Our number here is 1-800-324-843. We love hearing your questions. Take my Take my 
Well, we've come back to that part of the show where we get to give something away. And, of course, we've been talking about the book of Acts, which is all about the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit on earth. And so what are we giving away today, Mon? Yeah, I thought it was quite fitting that we should give away a copy of Dennis Smith's 10 Days Prayers and Devotions to Experience the Baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's a wonderful book <clears throat> and uh, it you know it spreads out over 10 days. So you read a chapter a day and... Um, and uh, it's, a, it's a devotional study guide, basically. And on the back it says, you know, have you ever wondered what it was like for the disciples when they first received the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? And I know I certainly have. And uh, it says, a baptism of the Holy Spirit, also called the infilling and anointing, can be and should be experienced by every Christian today. So many Christians face life without realizing the full potential of this vital power. Pastor Smith shares in an easy to read, yet scholarly fashion, the role that the Spirit plays in our battle with the enemy of God and his people. The teaching of this book will make it possible for you to develop a truly meaningful, consistent and powerful life in the Spirit. What's your life totally change as these principles are put to use in your life changing uh, during your life and uh, during the 10 days of devotion and prayer this book will lead you into. So it's 10 days mm-hmm. and uh, you read a chapter a day and uh, it's broken down into segments, of course, um, stuff like, uh, you know, an observable difference, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, receiving Christ in full obedience from the heart, the silliness shaking, the fruit of the Spirit, all these different chapters about the Holy Spirit and just guides you through, um, you know, prayers, devotions, and then, you know, to experience more of the Holy Spirit in your life. Mm, fantastic. That's, um, and of course, this is a very popular book. This is oh, uh, super so, popular. so many people have been really, really blessed by this mm. particular book. So, yeah, I'm super glad that we can be giving it away today. I think it just goes well with our theme of uh, the book of Acts and the work of the Holy Spirit and how we can have the work of the Holy Spirit taking place in our lives. So it's going up on our social media, is it there, Mon? It is. I'm taking a picture of it right now. I'm going to post it up on all our socials so you can jump on there and take a look at it if you'd like to check out you know, what it looks like, the back and the front. And, uh, and of course, it, um, there'll be our phone number. You can call us if you'd actually like to get a copy. So you can give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843 to get a copy. You can actually text us as well if you prefer to um, just text us your, your details. It's 491 491- Zero six four six six nine, and we'll send it to you free of charge. Absolutely. Now, of course, Mon, um, if you would like to, if you are listening to this program and it is the delayed broadcast, so if you are, if it, if it is not Monday. Mm. Uh, then you're listening to the delayed broadcast, then uh, jump over to faithfm.com.au or use the TuneIn app on your mobile device and you can listen to the live show. It's very easy, actually. Just download well, Faith for some reason, For some reason, this morning, the delayed broadcast went out over the internet. I'm not quite sure why. Oopsie. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. They can catch up. Yeah, that's right. It only happens on the oddest of occasions when something interesting happens. Yeah, I wonder what it was. But <laughs> We'd love to know. But anyway, that's how you get in contact with us there. And of course, if you would like to study the Bible and uh, well, even if you would like to do my course, which is the Prophetic Code course Mm -hmm. uh, developed by Kel Norton and myself, and uh, we spoke to him last week, then uh, give us a call 1-800-324-843 or text us 0491-064-669 or shoot us a message on Facebook. And we will find either somebody to, to study that course with you or we can you can do it by correspondence or you can um, you can do it um, any which way you want. Small groups, yeah. yeah, all kinds of different ways, etc. And we just found out that it was a a software update that 
caused the delayed broadcast problem and it's now been rectified. Oh, praise the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Well, stay tuned for some more great programming and we'll be back tomorrow after the 7 o'clock news. i mm-hmm.